Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay, and I am delighted once again to be joined by a very cold Charlotte Dunker. Hello. Not just cold-hearted today, are you, Charlotte? It's freezing in here. It's what totally an introduction. <laughs> well, hoping that you can combat the cold with a nice warm reception and some wise words for all those United fans. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we shall see. And Samuel, nice to have you back as well. Uh, nice to have you back as well, Richard. Yeah, nice week away from this place, but one day back and you forget all about it. Um, Your face doesn't make us forget that you've been away. It was nice. Sunburnt up Kada Idris. Didn't have any sun cream. That is a message to you in the summer. Even if it doesn't sit, feel warm, wear sun cream every day. Yeah, Rich is rocking a very... Glow. Or- orange glow at the moment. Glow, Dale Winton glow, yeah. I'd say. And I did used to love supermarket sweep. And United have been uh, sweeping up plays in the uh, summer transfer market. Samuel. Uh, definitely that. done. Yeah, it was definitely done. It was good. It was. It was completely, uh, that, that wasn't even scripted either. No, it wasn't. Well, that's what's so good about it all. Um, I was going to make another reference to it, but I don't know what who the inflatable uh, banana would be. But uh, they've already got Daniel James, Wambasaka signed last week. We'll get onto Wambasaka later. But... Uh, News now is that United maybe have, well, they put a bid in for Harry Maguire, £70 million bid. Uh, what's the latest on, on that? Leicester have rejected it, which isn't a surprise given that they wanted £75 million for him going into deadline day last year. It, it is interesting. I think I've touched upon it before, but in the a year ago, United understandably bought at, at that asking price. They didn't think he was a profile defender worth that cost. Since then, they've had their worst top flight defence season in 40 years. The manager's changed halfway through. That manager, uh, in, I mean, Solskjaer, after United won at Leicester in uh, in February, he, he wasn't even asked about Maguire, but he said how, how good he was in the penalty box. But he was referring to when Leicester were chasing the game. I think he said something like the ball was like a magnet to his head. And of course, his assistant Mike Phelan worked with Maguire for best part of two years at Hull City so there's that familiarity there's the transfer strategy change of focusing on long-term players younger players British players so Maguire fits the mould the contradiction in it is that a year ago they said or nearly a year ago they said that there was a hundred million pounds they'd spend on a central defender if they've if the right defender was available and the kind of like the throwaway example was was Raphael Varane but it wasn't that much of a throwaway example because he's a player United have been interested in the past and why wouldn't they be and when you think about like Varane, £100 million is completely fair valuation for a player who's won four Champions Leagues and won a World Cup. And I think he probably started in three or four of the Champions League finals. And of course, Harry Maguire is a month older than Varane. And you go back to 2011 when Maguire was getting battered in the Youth Cup final at Old Trafford with... Sheffield United Sheffield United then go down to League One um, that season it's that summer that United go out and try and sign Varane from Lons but Zindin Zidane intervenes and make, he ends up going to Real Madrid United end up with Phil Jones so 
it's it's interesting that it's kind of like like Jurgen Klopp that time when he said I'm out of a job I start spending like that United have finally realised after a horrendous season defensively that they are going to have to pay a premium for a centre-half which was always going to be the case and they have changed their mind on that um, I suppose if, if if they had signed Maguire or signed a coveted or certainly an expensive centre-half last year then they might be in the Champions League this year so clearly they see him as a defender who along with Lindelof you'd say is going to be able to shore up that defence and put them in a position where they can move up the table get back into the top four but there is just that contradiction about it that a year ago they didn't think he was worth £75 million and I know an awful lot has changed but it's it's almost as if like they've, they've learnt from their mistake in that they didn't go for him last year they're going for him this year but of course as a lot of supporters have been saying I think a lot of United fans it seems would still rather they went for Toby Aldevald for £25 million or spent a lot more money on, on another defender and of course I think with Maguire with the situation Leicester are in they're going to want much more money than £70 million. I think if he is to go to United, it's comfortably going to be for a world record fee for a defender. It just seems like a year down the line, they're still in the same situation that they are in. If, I know things have changed in the transfer window, but if they weren't willing to spend £75 million on that exact player this time last year, he's not in... He's not shown his credentials anymore in the past season anymore to make you think that they'd suddenly decide they want him now to spend, and they're going to have to spend more than that. So it just, the whole strategy just seems to have gone like, we wanted him, we didn't want to spend that. Now we've realised we've got to and we messed up last season. So we're going to try and rectify those problems by signing someone we probably should have signed a year ago. It just, do they really want him or is he the best option to fit in this strategy right now? Do you think he would be the best defender if he joined United now though? Where do you think he'd rank amongst what they've already got? Oh, he'd go in next to Lindelof. I think so he's, he's worth, you think he, even though it may not be worth the fee, when you actually think about who else there is to buy, like someone said Alderweireld, but... That, that. And that's the issue, isn't it? The market as it is, who's available, who would want to come to United. United is still a step up from Leicester. Just about at the minute. We clip that for next year, <laughs> won't we, when Leicester finished yeah. fourth. And United have finished twelfth yeah. or something. So it does strike me as a sign in that if it does happen, it's also a statement in that this is our strategy now, this is what we're doing mm. rather than what we were doing previously, and that you've got you know, Solskjaer spoken about him, feelings worked with him. Uh, the, the whole British long-term thing, blah, 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 blah. Whereas last season, they were looking quite closely um, at the Italian market and options there. And Koulibaly is a name they, they still like. Um, Milan Skriniar is a player who comes and goes off the radar pretty much. Um, I know he signed a new contract with Inter Milan, but I think it was only by a year or something like that. Mm. So it was almost as if it was a case of just protecting their resale value if um, if United were really hot for him again. But it, it, he's a player aligned with what United are going out and signing at the moment, that they have signed two British players. And if they get Maguire in, they'll probably get another British player on top of him and someone like Longstaff. Um I don't necessarily think it's the right way of going about it. It's it's very, very old. Who else, who else is there for United? I mean, what I don't get is the fact that maybe two weeks ago it was centre-back's not a priority this summer. 
is maybe fifth choice. Right back was more of a yeah. priority. Yeah. And now they've got right back. They've got another left wing from their perspective. But now anyway. they're going to spend what, like potentially 90, 95 million pounds I just don't get how a player on the central can, yeah. defender I don't get how a player who, can go who, who a week ago they weren't 100% sure yeah. they wanted and they didn't want to spend 70 million on the exact same person last season. I know he fits with the strategy, but like you said, is the strategy right? You don't get how... I don't get how a centre-back can go for maybe a fifth priority or something two weeks ago because they want a centre-mid and maybe another winger. I understand. And all of a sudden, centre-back is what they need. Well, I was, I was told last week they would make a... They hadn't made a decision on the centre-back. They'd make it at the end of the week. And obviously, they clearly decided, yeah, we need one. I mean, what took you that yeah. long anyway? And now, it's, That's what not really, so- it's not really a bolt from the blue, but I think it, it has taken a lot of people aback. Just the how high the opening bid is for it yeah. I mean I know Arsenal have been um, have copped a bit of flack for the opening bid for Zaha but there's a long game there it's the player will kick off because he's just such a whiny personality anyway he's, he's already um, gone public saying he wants to leave Palace Palace probably could have got more extracted more money from United for um, for Wan-Bissaka and they didn't so there's every chance Arsenal will get Zaha for a price that is, is quite a way um, south of that £80 million valuation. Um, but I think with United, I think there is there is a bit of a strategy there and that's probably in, in the sense that it could kill off City's interest and that they are interested in Maguire. Um, I mean, the, some people are still saying that the expectations that he'll end up at City, but City would have to act pretty quickly now or... Or they just send their interest, which they've done before with with Sanchez and with Fred. It got what, to us. What can go price. wrong? Yeah, that, well, this this is the whole other like That's subplot. Lucky, yeah. maybe. It's the whole other subplot to them not signing Maguire for a cheaper fee last year. Is that oh, so City like a player, mm. and it's like a moth being drawn drawn to the yeah. flame. Um, I, I'd kind of, I'd probably still bet on Maguire to do better than those two, but. <laughs> Who knows? Better, better yeah. players have buckled under that pressure at United. Uh, so, as I said, that's another that's another complicated matter about it all because City are reluctant. It's kind of like this Vincent Company more victors, more winners um, outlook on it and that we won't pay more than £60 million mm. for a player, even though they've spent more money in the Premier League era than, than any other club, I think it is. But... I think Mares is their record signing at sixty million, yeah. and, and that's a, that's a source of pride for them for some mm. reason. Uh, but I think, given that company's gone and that they do like United want a quality centre back to come in, they are also going to have to pay an awful lot of money for that yeah, player. Yeah, they're going to have to break their own transfer. Yeah, yeah, because of because Look. of yeah. just the, the the inflator market and also the going rate for top draw centre backs as well. Yeah, but sure, I guess finally on. Maguire, do you actually think there is anyone maybe better suited to, to United this summer? Because we, we said Varane, that's not going to happen. Delit, that's not going to happen. And that's Alder, the problem. Yeah, go, there is no you, one you else really. The list of the, I, I saw lots of fans saying maybe Kula Bali and stuff, but I, I think I Kula, personally not. I think he's very it. like for like as Maguire. He's just maybe a bit hipster because he's not English and he plays for Napoli. Kula Bali. But I've not been convinced by him at all whenever I've watched him. Yeah. But the I don't think he's this panacea that United fans think he is, and I think they think he's that because of 
Twitter. His profile yeah. on Twitter. Also, and also, he's not English. And he's good and, on FIFA. And, yeah. Yeah. People judge it genuinely off how good someone is on FIFA. And the majority of the time you hear about someone is if they start trending on Twitter, yeah. you see a clip of them. And ordinarily, if they're trending, they've, well, they've even done something really bad or they've done something really good. So I, I feel like a lot of the fans. They've not watched him week in, week out. They don't know how good he no. is at defending. They'll have seen like, the high- of, they'll have seen a highlights reel of him yeah. and clips of him. Yeah, it's sort of what was so detrimental to Scott McTominay when he came through. He was English, he was Scottish, British, yeah. just boring sort of centre midfielder. Boring. So that's how he was viewed. He was viewed as boring. Everyone rolled their eyes when he got his new contract. Well, then he starts playing well, well and it's well, like, oh, Costas Manolas has just gone to Napoli, Napoli hasn't he? And there's there's been at one point or another where United fans are like, oh, you've got to get Costas yeah. Manolas. Probably he's, after that bar. He's got such got, a yeah. sexy name and he's yeah. European and he's from he's from Italy as well. And they see a picture of Ashley Young yesterday. It's like, yeah. oh, I hate Ashley Young. Yeah, he's got Uno he's playing, he plays Uno. He plays Uno. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's awful. But the, the reality of it is that Fred, by uh, even Rojo, who some people weirdly stick up for, who get... You know, that don't get a hard time on Twitter. Had poorer seasons than him last season. It, it is look. Should Ashley Young be the first choice in the United team? No. Should Phil Jones? No. Should Chris Smalling? No. Everybody accepts that they are average squad yeah. players at best. Nobody's saying that. But the stick they get, and I'm not saying this is some like Brexity thing or standing up for them or anything, but... He is still on milk crate as we speak. <laughs> it's, but it, it is, it's just borderline... Really? Yeah. It's, it's just borderline anglophobic. It, yeah. it really is pathetic just because... And Lingard gets in Rashford. I mean, Lingard, the, the flack he's got this summer of social media, I think most of it has been justified, even though there are nuances to that as well that I think Neville probably addressed best the other week. But... The English players, certainly, I think we're in a unique position to gauge it because we do pieces on players individually every week, every day. You you see it, the English players are probably the most, the, the most unpopular in that United squad with the online audience, not necessarily with match-going supporters. However, there is one new English addition to the United side, apart from Shall him, look, yeah. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> and have uh, not seen much negativity around him yet. Just wait till the first day. Yeah. Wait till he plays against Chelsea in the opening day, I'm sure. But no, um, positive signing, exciting signing. And maybe he is a sign that they have learned from that Maguire mistake last year because it maybe is more than what to spend on him, but they need a right back. He's the best one available. Just buy him. Yeah, I think it's good that they've got it wrapped up before pre-season. He can go away and he's young. He's everything that Solskjaer's been saying he wants. Can play on both sides. Yeah, got pace, which de- they've definitely been lacking at right back. Luke Shaw improved vastly last season. So we're linked up well with Martial, Rashford, Sanchez on the odd occasion that he turned out on the left-hand side. And United haven't really had that on the right. So... You've also got the luxury of Delo that can play further up. So I'd be interesting to see how many times Solskjaer tries that next season. Wambasaka at right back and Delo on the right wing, given they've still not got this specialist right winger. But that definitely brings some injection of pace down the right that's been missing. Yeah, it does. And I guess maybe as well, Wambasaka, not just someone who's going to improve just the right back role, but it's the fact that I've got a specialist maybe right back now. So they could be a bit more experimental on the right wing because someone's going to have support from the back. I mean, you'd think maybe his overlapping style of play, even if you do put someone who was a bit mediocre on the right wing last season there again. 
something like Rashford, Lingard. I don't think there's one good right winger in the United side. No, I mean, no, the, 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 the Rashford's been really bad there. Lingard's not a But right I think winger. it could help them if they've only got to worry about their attacking duties, it, really. It's, it's an area of the squad they've they've freshened up over the last uh, 12 months or so with, with Dallow. Uh, I know Daniel James is mainly a left winger, but he's right-footed. They're, they're going to have to use him there one point or another just to see what he's like and of course they've got Wan-Bissaka as well so it gives it it gives them a pace and an urgency down that side which was pretty stagnant last last season and, and for much of the season before that as well um, I suppose with players like like Lingard and Mata they they might be placed on the right on on the right wing on a team sheet like a tactical team sheet but they never play there so it allows them to to push infield and support the striker and you've got the security of having that overlapping winger but as, as I think I was I've never really been a big fan of him as as defender but in fairness to someone like Danny Alves he's pretty much revolutionized how a right back operates because it's it's two roles these days you, you I think the days where there would be the odd run overlapping mm. the winger the, the their long gone fullbacks need to be you know probably probably clocking up as many kilometres or miles per game as, as a central midfielder these days. And that was the starting thing for United. I think when Charlotte did the running stats table, I think Shaw and Young were 12th and 13th. And there was some mitigation there because Fellaini was above them. And of course, he he was told halfway through the season, but they still shouldn't be that low down for fullbacks. Yeah, of course, wan sort of upbringing as a, as a winger himself should yeah. hopefully uh, aid that. So you weren't too devastated when... Well, Danny, I was still a free agent, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Knows. It, it, I don't. I don't think even he could get away with fabricating interest from United this this season to get we'll a big it, contract we'll elsewhere. But he he can give it. We've a still go, got yeah. a little while left. Yeah, um, we were talking about right wingers. There's one player who might get a, another chance next season. Charlotte, Alexis Sanchez. He's been he's back to his best playing for Chile again. I know before the tournament, his manager said that he just seems to care more playing for Chile. It means so much to him, and maybe he hasn't got that club level. But do you think he deserves another chance at Manchester United? I feel like I've lost count of the amount of pieces we've False dawns we've had about this could be Alexis Sanchez's chance to prove himself at United and finally it's Might all well going to like and draft for every yeah, week. Yeah, and just republish scores. it yeah. every weekend. And every single time it hasn't happened. And I don't know whether it's just because it, we've said it and said it and said it and said it. And last, because the summer before it was like, oh, he didn't get a pre-season. Last summer it, he had perfect preparation going yeah. into, into the start of last season. And still, it was the same disaster that we'd seen beforehand. So maybe he need maybe he's the sort of player who needs a big tournament and he needs to be playing well. So that's going to catapult him at the start of this season. But he's not going to be there at the start of pre-season tour because of the Copper America. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when he does come back how the others have fared in his absence and whether he can prove in the short time that he's got before the season starts why Solskjaer should take a chance on him because if you're going off how he played last season he wouldn't be anywhere near the starting eleven. Yeah, because he didn't get a visa early on. That's something we can what? relate to, isn't it? Oh. Last, last pre-season oh, he, yeah. he struggled with his visa. I thought you meant he hadn't got a visa this year. I was like, join the queue <clears throat> yeah, join of the, the Chinese queue. visa drama. And that's, a, that's a separate that's podcast, a podcast for a separate day yeah. that no one ever wants to listen <laughs> no. to. And I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> but uh, Samuel, yourself, it does seem we've given Sanchez every excuse imaginable sort of he's 
he's like he's had the preseason. He's had oh he's not playing his best position. He's not the team built around him. He's come back from injuries, but still he just doesn't do it in United shirt. For you, do, do you think there is still a player there that, that United can can unearth and, and get the best out of, or do you think it is a lost cause? No, I just just think they should. They, they need to cut their losses of him, but it's of course think, very difficult yeah. because. But the Cup America could help them maybe in that, that aspect because maybe some. As in terms of putting him in yeah. the shop window, yeah, you just hope that some from United's perspective that there's one of those impressional clubs out there who make the mistake of buying players or being interested in players on the back of major tournaments, uh, which coincidentally is what happened with with Maguire last year. It, yeah, I, I just he's he's a waste of oxygen even to about him Sanchez it really is it's quite tedious actually just thinking about everything just his, his sheer existence at United he does absolutely it's like he can't, but, but the trouble is we feel compelled to talk about him because he scored a penalty in a shootout and he scored a couple of goals against and it means so much to teams him. in the Copper America well which Liverpool, has got wouldn't Japan and Qatar <laughs> it means in. more yeah uh, and I just can't be bothered with it. Like that Barcelona game when they got battered 3 0 and he came almost on scored and he nearly scored, almost scored a header. It's like, oh, wow. Alexis could be could be back here and all this nonsense. No, he's he's just been. Can a you go back if you were never the there in the first place? That's, Sorry? Can you come back if you were never there in the first place? Who knows? Well, yeah. Uh, but if, it's, if his national team manager is saying he's playing better because he cares, he cares yeah. Well, yeah, so if, he's, if that's the reason more. why he's not been playing well, then don't play. Get out of the team. Well, you're not even in the team, but don't turn up for training. If you don't care, they need to just bin him off altogether. And I know that's half the problem is that how can they get rid of him? They can't because it's the wage issue, such a big drama. But if that's what's been conveyed, that's why he's playing well because he's care because he cares. Well, and he doesn't care to be at United, then he's never going to get back in the team. He's he's 31 in December, I think. I mean, he had. He had quite a few injuries last year and the only time he ever completed 90 minutes for United was in the, the first game of the season against Leicester. I mean, if if he were to have a really good second full season on the back of that, then he'll have surprised absolutely everybody, probably including his dogs. I don't think his dogs, however loyal they are to him, they, they probably wouldn't, wouldn't expect him to do that. So I don't think he should be given that opportunity, but if you've got, if you can't get rid of someone like that and he gives the impression he's committed and good in training, then you have to have him around the place. Well, another player that fans would be keen to know about, Samra's Romelu Lukaku. The uh, circus continues with him. He <laughs> came back to pre-season training early. He's yes. wearing a blue and black shirt in yeah. Instagram videos. Uh, what's the latest with Romelu Lukaku? Into our interested in him, but at the moment he is still a United player. What I was told... Um, was that his his body is in Manchester, but his mind is elsewhere, which is a very eloquent way and a very Italian way of, mm. of phrasing these matters. I think Inter are in a, in a position now where they are accelerating things. They've still not actually submitted a, a cash bid for him. Uh, that's what United want. They want cash. The whole the whole idea of the two year loan swap with the obligation to buy. I suspect Inter didn't think they'd ever accept that anyway. But it was just a way of, again, it's a long game. It's a way of opening matters up and op- with an opening bid like that. Ultimately, United are open to letting him go if they get the right price. Lukaku wants to go, Inter want him. I think the fact that Inter have got a new coach this summer helps, particularly given that it's a coach who was pretty infuriated about not getting Lukaku two years ago. So you can imagine what he'll be like if he doesn't get him this summer. So I think it's one of, it's one of those that, 
that, that will happen. Um, I think United seem quite... Um, what's the word? Sanguine about letting him go without immediately bringing a replacement in as well uh, because I think they'll be getting a lot of cash from it. They, they, they don't want to take a hit on him given that they paid £75 million two years ago. He's still got quite a long time in his contract. He's still only 26. So... They will want in, they want around seventy five million pounds, but I think Everton are due to get five million pounds for any transfer fees, so that might just drive it up to eight, literally five million pounds more to eighty million. But I think he's, I mean, he's the prime contender to be the the, the big name departure of the summer, as far as United are concerned. And if they get seventy five million for him, I think that's a that's pretty good going, given that he had a a pretty poor second season to say the least. But Inter wants him that badly and I suppose United have got Conte to thank for that because you can't imagine many other clubs out there being as, as desperate yeah. to sign Lukaku this summer if they get the cash then fair enough but then they need to act quickly because they need to bring someone else in do you think they need another striker if Lukaku goes yeah Not you don't think beans 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 up front can uh, he still yeah, good gets, he, 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 he gets injured. Who who are you playing? Who are you playing through the middle? Sanchez. Sanchez. Mason Sanchez. Green, Mason oh, here we go. Mason Greenwood. Seven, Someone from yeah. the academy. Like it's it's too much pressure. They need an, they need another striker. Yeah, they, they, they do. And also um, amid uh, Solskjaer's love for Rashi, as he uh, loves to call him, uh, Rashford did still score fewer goals than Lukaku yeah. last season. So that is a worry in itself. In that I think Rashford clearly covers that central role, but he's still not done enough to justify it, even though his ceiling is still quite high. Yeah, Danny Webber compared him to <laughs> Thierry Henry, saying that... We, uh, we knew, the sen- we knew that the- sentence was going down <laughs> yeah. the other way it started. Yeah. Two, two words you don't want to hear <laughs> at the start of any sentence. But yeah, Danny Webber said he, he's similar to Henry. Who the, is? Rashford. He right. hasn't settled properly. Give him a run down the middle, he will score goals. And that is quick, played on the left, is black. Yeah. And I mean, it's... It's ridiculous. It's like the time yeah. when they used to compare Paul Pogba to Patrick Vieira when Pogba was a teenager. Yeah, because they didn't the... play anything alike, but because they were French, African descent midfielders, yeah. like the number six tool. Light bulb Ticks all the going. boxes, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's a Love Island phrase, but... Uh, well, Phil Neville did say, was it two years ago, after Rashford scored against the might of Burton Albion in the League Cup, he was England's Mbappe. <laughs> and uh, I, still, I still don't think that's a credible comparison. It was maybe credible for about two months last season, but but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what happened to Mbappe anyway. Who knows about him? Uh, Charlotte, pre-season starts next week. Uh, do you think, how many more players do you think United need before the start of the season? The pre-season tour, we should say, starts next week. Uh, two players in. I'd say another two, but they're cutting it fine. They fly out on Sunday and we're recording this on Tuesday. And I think they fly out on Monday. I think a lot they? of us have said... Are you on the same flight? No, I don't think so. <laughs> It'd be good That'd be if good, it Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Don't know who I want to sit next to. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's there's the question. Which on, one of the United on, squad on, would you online like to sit next Online check-in, you happen to be sat next to Mike the Chef. Or Imagine if you sat next to Jesse Lingard. Oh, oh beans, beans. That. that would be funny for about an hour. Yeah. And that would really annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it 24-hour flight? Yeah, God, it's just too much. 20, Samuel, 21 hours, who I think. Who would of a, a squad member yeah. I've, he's got Lee Grant player. someone like oh, Lee right. Grant what because he just headphones he... in the whole uh, probably uh, Scott McTominay no no Juan Mata that's true Obviously. or maybe Dan James I think I'd get on well with Dan James uh, Dan James. Welshman yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, Ultimate Bay. Have you gone, <laughs> I've got a picture of him next to your bed. No, not yet. <laughs> Working on it. I've, 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 at sure. least, I've at least spent time in Matter's company and spoken to him and we're pretty much the... I think we're in the same school year, so... Best mates. There we go. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Samuel Luckless is best mates with Juan Mata. You've heard it here first. Exclusive. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, we'll see about transfers. Who knows? Uh, but we will be bringing you podcasts throughout the year. Uh, summer tour I'm sure looking forward to that one who knows depending on how if long we, it goes if, on if for. any of us get on tour yeah summer. who knows you really want to talk about this visa situation oh, don't yeah. you you're just waiting for waiting for someone to tweet you in and say come on Charlotte open up to me I haven't no, tweeted anything about the not visas. yet yeah but you you're building that up people know but yeah uh, Charlotte Samuel thank you very much like thank I said you. thank you who knows when we'll be back we should be back next week Hopefully from Australia. Fingers Imagine crossed. So, yeah. Maybe we'll do a special one on the play or Juan Mata. I'm sure Samuel can pull a few <laughs> strings. Who knows? Thank you very much for listening to the Manchester is Red podcast. Please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and join us again next week.